Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. I'm letting you know right now, if I'm the trainer of the Vodka right now, I'm throwing in the towel to my young fighter. He's young. He don't need to be taking this type of punishment right now. Somebody needs to save this young man. He's going to get hurt. The Vodka, it won't be long. Weight champion of the world. We are live with episode 7 of the Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast. Right now we are live on Facebook Live. And if you're listening to this after, make sure you guys stay tuned for the Facebook Live next time we record. But... I'm Jace Garcia, and joined as always with Jared Jones. Let's get into the recaps of the fight that happened this weekend. Now, Verrete retains his WBO junior featherweight title via third-round knockout of Francisco DeVaca. Now, in the post-fight interview, Bob Arum came out and said to Navarrete, Look, you're Mexican. A lot of... Good Mexicans, you've taken the stage in Los Angeles now with this fight. Now you are going to take the stage on September 14th, which is close to the Mexican Independence Day. And that would be the Fury versus Wallen card. What do you think of that? And what do you think of the fight, Jared? Well, starting with the fight, uh, I mean, my first thought was Francisco DeVac is this guy. Do you know what $35 bet on Navarrete would have won you? What? A buck. Yeah. Yeah, this was number one versus number 144. I'm just not going to get over that. Um, and as far as the se- September 14th card, this is there's nothing looks worse to me than when you set up a fighter who doesn't have a fight yet. Yeah. When you sign to a card instead of a fight. Yeah doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because because the the, you know that the assumption would be that he's gonna fight another 144th rank like what uh, yeah who is that gonna be i don't maybe um i got i I wrote a little list here uh hillary swank she looked good in miller dollar baby (laughs) maybe navarate could fight her uh jesse smullett he put up a good fight it was two against one i mean he looks good and uh, Glass Joe from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> so those are my three uh, for for Navarrete that yeah. he should. I also, before we get done with the recap, uh, local Shelly Vincent uh, brought her record up to twenty six and two. She won over the weekend. She's from New London. Personal friend of mine. Nice. Wanted to give her a shout out. All right. Well, shout out to her. But for the Navarrete fight, um, it only went three rounds. There was, at the beginning, I thought Navarrete looked good. Jab, combos. He had a vicious double uppercut in the second round. But then once he saw that Davaka was hurt, it just looked, the only word I can think of is wily. Uh, it didn't look uh, clean. It didn't look didn't look like he's been there before. Ugly. He was just throwing and throw. and walked through a guy that couldn't st- like had yeah. nothing. Even with all of those holes in the game, there was he he didn't have the firepower. You know, brought yeah. a knife to a gunfight. That was a m- mismatch. Yeah. So, 
Uh, who is next for Nav- Navarrete? I mean, hopefully they go to 143 if they're going to go that low rather than going to the 150 or something like that yeah with the rankings uh, but <laughs> hopefully they don't go back well yeah. well and i mean you'd like to climb the ladder so yeah. if you're bringing them along slow i mean who's at 143 and 150 fights from now we're gonna see some good this guy will be in some, <laughs> some really bang out wars in 150 fights <laughs> Maybe in yeah. 60, 70 years, we can get this guy in the ring with somebody. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is also going to be a quick turnaround. I don't, I mean, was a third round knockout, but a fairly quick turnaround. Uh, we'll see what happens. It, it's probably going to be another tomato can. I don't see. He's a young up and comer. They're, they're just feeding him fights at this point. Yeah. Which I don't. I, I don't like with you a champion. No, me neither. A champion should have to defend his If he's belt. number one, yeah, he yeah. should be on that prowl to get the rest of the belts and beat the undefeated guys in the in the weight class. Yeah, for sure. So that, that's another discussion. But let's move on to some current events. Boy, do we got a juicy one to start <laughs> us off. <laughs> Lennox Lewis teases he might come out of retirement to fight Anthony Joshua. Now, this all starts... Post the Ruiz Jr. Anthony Joshua fight with Lennox Lewis's manager Josh Dubin uh, while speaking to the boxing scene. If he, referring to Anthony Joshua, keeps it up, Lennox may just eat a few Snickers bars, come out of retirement, and beat AJ up to humble him. That, I mean, that, that's. That's taking jabs at Andy Ruiz, first off, with the snicker bar comment yeah. in his body. But this has been this this is just the most recent part of this back and forth. Like this has been going on ever since Anthony Joshua's been coming up. I mean, Lennox Lewis is the the last le- legend, dairy Englishman, bo- heavyweight boxer. Yeah, but that. That came after the Ruiz fight. The most recent stuff, Joshua uh, responds to it in an interview with Sky Sports. Lennox is a clown. I don't respect Lennox. Me and Lennox aren't aren't cut from the same cloth. And then Lennox comes back on Twitter. AJ has my number. If he ever wants to clarify what is being said in the media or show me where I'm wrong about something, my door remains open to him. But just know that disrespect is not is not an answer to his frustrations. I mean, this all stems from Lennox Lewis's manager, so I get where Lennox Lewis is coming from with that tweet. But also, if you're Anthony Joshua, you have a fight coming up. You have to redeem yourself, and you're picking a fight with a retired... 53-year-old man. Yeah, it, yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, um, Joshua seems to be like letting other people kind of run the show here. He seems to have yeah. lost his focus, and um, I see a missed opportunity here. To, to to dead it and be that totally humble and respectful people's champ. Yeah. Or to uh, who 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 was the number who was the who made the second most money off boxing in twenty eighteen? 
Behind Floyd Mayweather, who made the second, what boxer made the second most amount of money last year? Was it Canelo? No, it was Conor McGregor. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Okay, now there's a reason this yeah. guy's at the top of the game. He, I'm, I, I, he never would have made my pound for pound list. In any in either no. sport, I mean MMA, he was yeah. at toward the top of the game, but not one of those guys. Not for the recognition he got. Yeah, he got that recognition for a totally different reason. So what this reminded me of is a time I got um I got called out by an old man. I was being you know this and that, having a back and forth with somebody he's close to, and comes over. Man, if I was a couple years younger back in my day when I was your age, and I was like, listen, dude, there has never been a time that you would beat me ever in your life. If we were both five, I would knock your baby teeth right out the back of your neck in the sandbox. And if I was 185 magically right now, or however old you are, I'd put your dentures out the same hole. There has never been a time in your life that you could beat me at any size or age. I don't want to hear about it. That's the kind of response I'd like to see from Anthony Joshua. For nothing else than, yeah. than get up, Lennox. Because this is, this is in this game, the face that boxing has right now, that's how you're going to get paid. That's how you're going to... Him versus Lennox Lewis is as big a fight as you, can, as you can sign right now. The fact is, most of the heavyweights out there, people know Lennox Lewis better. Yeah. You walk up to the general public and say, you know, Wallen, Swartz, Lennox Lewis. Oh, I know who Lennox Lewis is. Good. Yeah. And so this dude called you out. You know, could take take a page out of the book of Connor or Ali before him, yeah, and put this guy in his place and shut him up, or sign a fight to fight him because a lot of people would watch that just for the entertainment value of a fifty three year old ex champion coming out to fight somebody coming off a loss. You need a warm up fight. You want you want yeah. a warm up fight? I got a fifty three year old man that used to be heavyweight champion of the world that is calling you out. Take him up on it. So this is just a total missed opportunity where he kind of, oh, that guy's a clown. You know, say something. Yeah. T- tell that man what's good because you would knock his head off at his age. Tell him that. Yeah. Invite him. I'm, you know, I'll be here. I'll be there September 14th. I'll be there for Navarrete watching him beat somebody up when, when we get Glass Joe from Punch Out. <laughs> I'm going to be there for that. We can sign up on that card or the court card after that or the weekend before that or whenever you want to show up. I'll be there, and I bet, Lennox, you won't show up. Tell him that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This, uh, I mean, everything you're saying is right, but it also goes back to how the Fury and Wilder fight came about. I don't know if you know this, but Fury, but Wilder, he was talking junk about Fury when Fury was going through his depression, and that's what brought him back. But the one thing that made the fight go through is an Instagram post of Deontay Wilder saying, I'm the next Mike Tyson. I'm the new Mike Tyson. <laughs> now, Tyson Fury took that to heart because he's named after Named Tyson. Tyson, yeah, yeah. So he took that to heart. He signed the contract, and we got the fight of the year and the in pe- 2008. Yeah, and the people got a personal dispute, which is what we're, which is the type of thing we want to watch fights yeah. for. Just in a general sense, you see a dispute break out, and, oh, they're going to fight. Everybody gets in a circle. People run from down wherever they were yeah. and circle up. And yeah. that's, so that's kind of what you need to, to make it work in this game. Yeah, and I think that also harkens back to how you were saying how Anthony Joshua isn't really speaking for himself and that stuff. 
the fight of the year to make in 2018 was Joshua versus Wilder. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. Fury came in, he took that spot, he made a great show, and now we're why now Joshua's falling down to yep. the fourth best in the heavyweight division yeah. when he was in talks for number one. Well, and in danger point. of falling right off the map because if yeah. you're not an undefeated two-time gold champ um gold medalist and a heavyweight champion and you lose two or three fights, you know, you yeah. need this beef with Lennox Lewis to stay relevant. Floyd said he made $2.2 million off of teasing a fight with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Take it. I mean, take the lesson. You know, they're showing you the blueprint for this. Oh, that guy's a clown. Did you put a little clown up? Did you put a little clown emoji up with your tweet, Anthony? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, tell this dude what's, I can't stand that. It's like you're a fighter. Yeah. You're a fighter. All the people that look at you are the people that get bump shoulder checked in high school and go, I bet I could whoop that guy's ass. Yeah. You know, these are the people that are watching you do. And a 53-year-old man says something, you say something back. Jeez. Yeah. Well, moving on to from that, Anthony Joshua's opponent in December, uh, Andy Ruiz, has come out and said something that we talked about when the fight was announced. Andy Ruiz does not want to fight in Saudi Arabia. He has claimed he has not signed the bout to fight. And Eddie Hearn, Joshua's promoter, is threatening to take legal action against Ruiz uh, for refusal of the fight. Now, this looks a lot like what we saw with the IBF and Canelo and the chump Derevchenko, which we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But I can see and Andy Ruiz is coming out. He's standing up for his rights not to fight in Saudi Arabia. And he's possibly going to lose a belt for that. If he goes through with this, and if he t goes against the system and fights in the law in the court, he might lose a belt because of this. And and I'm okay with that if he's if he's choosing his morals and his ethics over a belt that's basically meaningless at yeah. this point that they're going to strip you of or charge you for or make you fight somebody who's 144th ranked mandatory opponent. I mean, it's it the whole thing is just a sham. We need. To get the people that don't care about boxing out of boxing. Yeah. And Eddie Hearn, um, I'm officially inviting you to a scrub scrap. I challenge Eddie Hearn to a fight. <laughs> I want to know if this guy can fight. And if I get my butt kicked finding out, I'm okay with that. But, uh, but there you go, Eddie Hearn. I'm ready. You've been challenged. Scrub scrubs, I'll see you there. I mean, I bet you won't show up, old man. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Hearn has been the most frustrating promoter. I mean, everything I've seen, everything I've read about why the Wilder and Joshua fight didn't go through last year, all goes back to Eddie Hearn. Politics. This yeah. dude doesn't want to play ball. He doesn't think enough money's enough, and now he doesn't think that fighting any that fighting outside of Saudi Arabia or England is good enough. It's ridiculous. I mean, Anthony Anthony Joshua himself said he wanted his next fight to be in the United States. Yeah. So if these guys both want to fight in the same spot, yeah, and they're fighting. 
why is this other guy going, oh, Saudi Arabia offered me a lot of money, so we're yeah. going to do it over there, or you guys are not the champions anymore. This is some take your ball and go home stuff. This doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean. I'd like to fight him. I'm, I mean, I, I would watch that. I hope they can get something <laughs> figured out. I want and, Eddie Hearn on a card if he's making all these decisions. He ought to buck up and get on a card. <laughs> I, I want I want Anthony Joshua to come out and say something against Eddie Hearn. Yes. Because right now, um, right now Eddie Hearn is the one painting the narrow narrative for Anthony Joshua, and right now it looks like Anthony Joshua is just following his lead. He's Eddie Hearn's Eddie Hearn's the big ringleader. Joshua's just a henchman. He's just following him, but. Anthony Joshua is not painting his own narrative. He there it is. That that's why we put Fury and Wilder, and why, like you were just saying, like the they are outspoken. They speak their mind. Yeah. They paint the picture themselves. But Anthony Joshua just goes with the flow. You looked weak against Andy Ruiz for possibly the first time in your career, and now you've looked weak to Lennox Lewis, and now you look weak. To Eddie yeah. Hearn, and after a while, it's like you're you're a yes man with a couple losses. Yeah, this is a guy that's in danger of fading yeah. out of the box. I mean, picture. you're six foot six, put what size sixteen foot down, and make your own decision. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, about time. All right, moving on from that, we have some. We have one good fight announcement and one fight announcement that is uh, we'll talk about it. But starting, we'll, we'll we'll start off with the good on October 18th, light heavyweight IBF and WBC titles will be unified as Arthur Bedabev takes on Alexander. I'm gonna need your help for this last name, Jared. Vodzik. Vodzik. This is going to be fun. We'll we'll talk about the light heavyweight division a little later, but I like I like fights like this. Oh god, this one's good. More fights, there should be more unifications. Yes. And uh John Scully, um my personal trainer from back in the day, trains uh Betterbev. Really? Betterbev, yeah. Nice. And says that people in the know, four people in the know, this is the most anticipated fight of the year. Yeah. They just announced it. I kind of have to agree with him. This is, dude, these these guys are both monsters. Yeah. And I give uh, Peter Bev the edge. But this is, this is that fight to watch for this weekend. If you only watch one fight. Well, coming up, it's October 18th. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it is. It is. I'm excited for it. I I thought with all the fight announcements we're getting in September, I thought there was gonna be a big gap of okay fights. Yeah. Before we got to Ruiz Joshua too, but this is this is the fight in the middle. This one this one's gonna tide me over. Yeah. Because this is gonna be a fun fight, and I'm excited to see it. And uh, honestly, that's probably the best news coming out of the Navarrete fight this past weekend. Is yeah. this fight? <laughs> that was the best part of the Navarrete fight for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'll agree. So gets a square. Going to a from a highly anticipated fight to a fight no one wants to see. 
Triple G versus the chump. That's what I'm calling him. Der Sergey Daryevchenko. The fool that cost Canelo his IBF championship. The IBF championship will be on the line October 5th at MSG. And all I can pray and all I can hope for is Triple G will destroy and knock this man into another universe. Because he took Canelo's title unjustly. What are you thinking of this fight? Is that MSG? Should be fun. I mean, I don't. I don't have as much hate for Derevchenko as you do, but uh, I do think Triple G wins the fight. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, you know, blaming Derevchenko is like blaming your grocery store for the plastic problem. Blaming your grocery store for the ten cents they charge you now for the bags. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. trying to take care of a a distributor level problem at the consumer level and so for you to say why should i pay 10 cents for that back oh because we're doing something about the plastic problem oh you are <laughs> charging me yeah. 10 cents is you doing something about the this is something on a corporate level that needs to be taken care of so man even you know well and andy ruiz though you got to look on the other side of it the guy that you got to respect the guy that stands up and says I'm the one that can control this. I, it, this is my fight. So I supersede any other opinion that's going to come out because it's my fight. And if I decide I'm not taking that. And on, at some point you need that. You need the fighters to start revolting against this. Or it's got to change from the top down. And it's hard to see that happening when that's right. Don't go where, don't go where you got the problem looking for the solution. Yeah, you know? yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, in this, in my mind, this guy still took a bell from Canelo. Yeah, so. no, I hear you. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't. Ever oh, be get not over. like that. You're mad about it. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. mad about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's no way I can ever give this. The only way I can respect this man is if he comes out there and he just demolishes Triple G. Yeah, or, then I will get and some. And then respect. fights Canelo. Yeah, fight then, for that belt. Yes. That should be the only way you ever take a belt is inside the yes. inside the squared circle. Yes. Yeah, but like this dude will still. I, I'm not even gonna call him by his name. He is still the chump to me, and that's that's all I'm gonna say because we still got more show to do, and I'm already fired up. I've been calling the guy we started at the top of the hour. Never a test. <laughs> Never a test. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to the who you got this week. Um, a shocking video comes out from an incident that happened in April where you just mentioned it, the second highest paid boxer in 2018. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor hits an old man for in a, in a bar in Ireland for refusing to have a shot of Conor McGregor's proper 12 whiskey. Um, first off, this is Ireland, so, I mean, it makes sense. People this, get punched in bars a lot, is that what you're Yeah, saying? I mean, it's the middle <laughs> of the, the day. At the risk of sounding it's stereotypical. If you look at the video, it's the middle of the day, and the bar's packed. So, I mean, I mean, What I did you guys you think want. was going to happen? <laughs> like, this makes sense for That's Ireland. hilarious. And, and I mean... Yeah, he. I, there was an interview yesterday. Conor McGregor came out, apologized for his actions. But with all this Conor McGregor talk, uh, 
who you got as the next opponent for Conor McGregor if he decides to return not to the octagon, but to the boxing ring. Um, uh, if Connor comes back to boxing to go around again, I want a barometer fight. I, that's the problem with this whole scenario is I don't see Connor taking a fight. That's a lower level guy. Yeah. That's not going to make him that amount of money. And I don't see him winning a fight against the Spence and the Crawfords and the yeah. monsters out there. But, um, I did come up with two guys, Austin Trout and Brandon Rios. I think are both kind of gatekeepers. We know they're not elite, but if Connor yeah. is good enough to fight those elite guys that he would want to fight for the big paycheck, he ought to be able to beat Austin Trout and Brandon Rios. And I don't think he beats either one of them. No. I, I'd have either one of those guys favored in the fight. So, I mean, if, if Mayweather can take a flush uppercut from Connor McGregor like we saw in that fight, I don't think any any boxer... It, the The power is going to be an issue no for anyone but um yeah i i think someone like an adrian broner uh yeah, that Keith would be thurman fun. maybe since he doesn't have a belt anymore I, I, McGregor. yeah i mean i don't see I, I think adrian broner one would be fun with all the hype and that stuff yeah. and i am a ufc guy so no matter what i'll be rooting for mcgregor if this were to happen really yeah i mean i i just want to see i was hoping that old guy kicked his ass honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I mean, hope he gets up and smokes you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i would root for mcgregor i just want to see the crossover and i want to see success and i want this to challenge the old school boxer boxing fans who say MMA ain't nothing and all that stuff, because because I am a fan of both. I'm the I'm the new era, 21 years old, and I am a fan of both MMA and boxing, and I love them both. They both bring different stuff to the table. But yeah, I think Broner's probably would be the best. Um, I know, you know that actually. It's funny you say Broner, and I didn't have him on my list because that strikes me as a guy that's kind of both. You know, here is your halfway guy for big money. Yeah. You know, it's a um, it's an it's an example of somebody who took some of that um, format to to get paid and get yeah. big fights and brought it in, into his career and never was at the top of the game. But for some reason, his name comes up like it like he is. Yeah. So that that makes sense. That would make sense. It's a way to it's a way to kind of get both. You're getting a big name, but you're also getting a guy that you ought to be able to beat if you're yeah. you know, if you're worth boxing. Also, uh a big money fight that no one has really talked about. I, I think Canelo would still be on the table because it would make so much money. Um I know that once it's just not a good fight. It's it the isn't, thing that it bothers me for box fans. These aren't good fights. People people are gonna take the money and watch it though. Yep. And I know prior to the Mayweather McGregor fight being made, Canelo was in talks to be that guy for the crossover fight. And then once the Mayweather McGregor fight gets made, you see Oscar De La Hoya come out and bash the fight. But money is money, and it will talk. Yeah. So, so I think best, uh, like, actual skill-wise, Adrian Broner. But if there's money to be made in a Canelo-McGregor fight. Oh, yeah. For Canelo-McGregor money, De La Hoya jumped back in the ring. 
probably yeah. wears fishnets like for that <laughs> <laughs> for that amount of money it's hard for a guy to say no you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> now uh moving on to the previews of this weekend we have some fun fights some i'm just excited we're gonna start off talking about fight tomorrow saturday august 24th on fs1 fox sports one from texas brandon Figueroa, 19-0, box rank has him ranked 17 of Super Bantamweights. He puts his WBA interim Super Bantamweight title on the line against Javier Nicolas Charon, who is uh, 29-4-7, and box rank has him ranked 16 of all super bantamweights. So this is right in the area. This is not a one versus 144. <laughs> this is a 16 versus 17. And this should be a good fight. And this is this is what you want. You're walking a guy up. Um, he's 19 and 0. Yeah. Um, and he's 17th and fighting the 16th guy who's who makes sense because he's 29 and four and a, a little bit older than than uh, Figueroa. Great next step. This is just just the type of coming of age type fight that we want. Bravo to the matchmakers. Well done. Yeah. Looking forward I, to that fight. Yeah, I agree with you. This is going to be a fun fight. Don't know if this is going to be the best fight to watch, but it will be a good one. I will set it to record if I can't catch it all. But who you got for picking this fight, Jared? Um, I take Figueroa. Yeah. I take Figueroa. Yeah. That's who I'd like to win. And I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the fight because I think it's a great next step. I think it's a good matchup. But I think as far as excitement... This one might fall short of the Peter Bev yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I have three TVs in my house, so I'm going to have all the fights on. But if you don't, set your DVR to record this because there are better fights this weekend. Yeah. Starting off, uh, another big fight on the zone from Mexico. Juan Francisco Estrada, 39-3, and box ranks number one ranked super flyweight, takes on... Dwayne Beeman, 16-1, box ranks 21st, ranks super flyweight, and it's and uh, Estrada's putting his WBC super flyweight title on the line. This is, uh, I, I don't see how Estrada doesn't get it done here. Um, I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as most people think. You still you have to go with Estrada here. Yeah. Of course, but... um. It's just so tough, man. It's 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 tough when you're the champion and there's and there's other guys there, you know, and you're jumping down to 21 to fight a guy that's 16 and one. To be fair, he's still kind of working his way up. But these yeah. two guys strip all the politics out of it. These two guys may not be as far off from each other as as you would think. Be this Beeman kid yeah. can fight. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm I think this is more of a boxing purist and a pure boxing fans fight. Um, That's fair. I don't see it. I, I think it is going to be very technical. Uh, don't necessarily think there's going to be a knockout. I don't think Estrada's going to knock it out. I think it's going to go to the scorecards. But it, it's pure. It's going to be technical boxing with yeah. these lightweights. 
that I mean, with these lighter weights, this is this is just how it is, and it, it, it's going to be a good boxing match if you're a boxing purist. If you're not, you're going to want to tune into ESPN Plus because live from Russia, the undefeated 18 and 0 Anthony Yard, the 13th ranked light heavyweight, challenges the WBO light heavyweight champ Sergey Kovalev. <clears throat> who is the number one ranked light heavyweight. Now, this is a fun fight. I'm excited for this fight. This is Yard's first test, the biggest test he's going to have. And I think they're... I I don't know if he'll get it done, but I think this is going to be just a great fight, and Yard will put it on Kovalev. Don't know if he'll get it done. Though. Oh, I thought you were about to pick the upset. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know if he'll get it done, but it will be a fun fight, and Yard will come ready to game. He was, he's going to show up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kovalev's one of those top four light heavyweights that I really, really like. Yeah. Two of them are uh, are fighting each other. Uh, you know, Vodstick and Bitter, Bitter Bev, yep. Um, but Yarday's a, a undefeated guy on his way up. Good fighter. Uh, you had the ranking here. Is it 20, 21? 13. 13. 13th ranked light heavyweight versus the number one guy. I'm kind of okay with all of this. Um, Yarday's highest ranked opponent to date, according to BoxRec, number 66. So that's, yeah. the, that's a problem I have is from one guy you're looking at, okay, working along, and let's take a little step back and warm up for this, you know, light heavyweight tournament I'm about to become part of. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Whoever uh, Yarday's handlers are, it's, it's too early. It's too early. Work your, you know, for who, who's at six, seven, eight, you know, ten. ten. I'm, not, I'm not letting my guy in there to fight the number one guy, but he's undefeated. We don't yet know yeah. what it's like for him to lose as a professional, and neither does he. He's going to bring it. I agree with you. He's going to bring it. I like Kovalev. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do agree. Yeah, he is going to bring it. I just I think no matter no matter what the outcome of the mat, the boxing bout is, I think Yard Yarday is going to. It's a win win situation. If he loses. This is the number one person in your weight class. Yeah. You can take it. You can learn from this. And he'll one, come yeah. back. He's, he's a young kid. He'll come back better than ever. And we will see him in another title fight. Yeah. But, and then if he wins, he he just did something. He, he just pulled off the upset. He yeah, did yeah. Something. Well, and that's what's great done. about these box rack numbers is you lose to Kovalev. Like you said, win-win. Because yeah. you lose, it's it's not going to drop your ranking too much. It's not going to drop your points too much. Um, it almost helps to fit you into that, that box. And a win, you know, would shoot you right up. You beat one of the best guys in the, in the weight class. Yeah. So the, I think that's the, the fight of the night. If you're – if you oh, – can only watch one. I'm, I'm saying watch Yarde versus Kovalev because that's yeah. that's going to be fun. B- bigger weight classes, possibility for knockout is exponentially more. Yeah, I totally agree. Of the fights, that's the one to watch. Yeah, sure. and uh, I'm just th- that that's the fight that really gets me going, and I'm really excited for tomorrow night. 
as well as there are some other fights not gonna preview them or break them down just gonna mention them because they are not being televised we have no way to watch them but in the philippines wba wbo interim bantamweight champ john riel casamero casamero takes on cesar ramirez and then in japan wbo flyweight champ Kosei Tanaka takes on Jonathan Gonzalez. Um, if if you are listening to the podcast from a place where you can watch that, watch them because those are fun. Those are fun WB. Those are fun championship fights. But um, we sadly in the United States we don't have a television provider for those fights. Uh, one one note on this, uh, John Casimiro, when I hear interim, it bothers me so much. It's supposed to mean temporary yeah. for a short time, and you're fighting the champion next. So you're labeled a champion, fighting the number 35th ranked guy in your weight class, and four out of the top six, he's ranked seventh, four out of the top six are undefeated. Yeah. How? I, 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 so, yeah, that yeah, one doesn't yeah, make I sense. He'll saying. win. Casimiro, bet the ranch. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I'm not gonna go against yeah. the champs here, but yeah, uh, that's that's it for the previews for this weekend. Uh, you're gonna watch if you can only watch one fight. I'm saying watch Kovalev and Yarde. But we're gonna end the show like we always do and like we always will. And Jared hit me with that flurry. I'm gonna catch you a little off guard this week. You have kids. No, I got little brothers and sisters, though. Yeah, you okay? How do you feel about spanking? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't got kids, but yeah. I, I've, I grew up where I got spanked, and I, I think it, I, I think. Help you learn stuff. Yeah. 70%, latest studies say about 70%, 7 out of 10 Americans believe there's a time to hit a kid to help okay. them learn. Now, I think everybody would agree that, that you, when you hit a child, you're sacrificing part of the relationship to teach the yeah. lesson. But it's also one of the greatest teaching tools. Now, when I got into boxing, I felt like I was going through horrible time in my life. And um, it gave me tools that I then took out into my life and I couldn't believe how integral a part of my process boxing was. Um, and the other people in the gym, they were same idea, learning stuff that they couldn't figure out anywhere else for some reason, and I didn't get it. And I started thinking about making a mistake and getting hit the other day. You do something wrong and it happens right away. It's immediate. You learn it. And oh, I better not do that again. Yeah. You know, right away, you get the lesson. Now, what if there was a way to extract the result of hitting without sacrificing the relationship with the person you're trying to teach? And doesn't that summarize why people find this beauty and magic in boxing? Because as a trainer, I'm not trying to hurt you. I just want you to know to keep your hand here, to lower yeah. your, to uh, tuck your elbow in. And you feel that. That's coming at you. And you're, whoa, whoa, no. Desensitize it. 
And that fear goes away, right? Because it's somebody you trust and somebody you're, you're gaining affinity for that's hitting you to teach you stuff. So you get the positive of learning the lessons with the speed results of hitting somebody when they do something wrong yeah. and without the sacrifice of the personal relationship. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And I mean, <laughs> there are times where we see people not learn. Like, I mean, like life in general, there, there are times where you get hit with that one punch. It's always the one punch you don't see that knocks you out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. A hard head makes for a soft ass. <laughs> yeah, but there, I, I'm going to use Luke Rockhold from the UFC. Lost three of his last four, all by the left hook. Yeah. He, he just hasn't learned. He, he doesn't yep. know how to learn to defend that. And he keeps falling into now it's a problem where he might retire because of it. Yeah. So there's always going to be those people who don't learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, and this is, this is another, this is yeah. another, it's a, it's a teaching tool that kind of like supersedes all other teaching tools. Yeah. You know, um, it's why I'm not a doctor because I feel like your hands are tied to help people as a doctor. I can't smack you when you do something wrong yeah, and teach you how to do it right because you won't listen to me and I will have assaulted you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. Whereas a boxing trainer, I could say you're not doing that right. And when you don't, and when you miss and don't do it right, you get hit and you learn to do it different. You know, the, the Rockwells are few and far between that, that, get that and don't learn you know touching the stove and touching yeah. the stove and then touching the stove again that's that's not you know there's something else going on there it's yeah. that you learn so fast when it happens like that you know and then it it builds your choice point you know you have instincts to go do things that might not be best for you and you bash your way through it because that's what instinctually makes sense to you at the time instead of waiting and thinking it over and that's exactly what it is it's like that reaction to that thing you're reacting your instincts you're reacting and then you desensitize that so you're not reacting and it and it elongates that choice point so the next time you think to rob a bank use some drugs you know whatever it is you're doing that you're like uh, that's what I'm going to do next. Cause that's what makes sense to me. You now have that little space of what's going to be the consequence. Cause when I make a mistake in the gym, I get hit right away. So maybe yeah. I'm not going to get hit right away. Maybe it's going to be when my wife finds out I cheated or, or my parents found out I stole or, or something along those lines that, that you yeah. actually feel the consequence or is boxing feel that consequence right away. And, and in that elongate that choice point to help get you not depressed off of drugs, whatever the opponent is, you supplement it with the hits. Oh yeah, I I, I agree, and I love that point. That was that was just great. Thank you, brother. But that's gonna be it for the show. Now, Jared, if fans want to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you? I'm Jared Jones and Scrub Scraps. You can find them at everywhere on all the social platforms and uh just got an llc for scrub scrap so it's its own thing now all right nice good luck with that thank you brother and if you guys want to keep up with throwing jabs there is obviously throwing jabs 
You can go there to find all our episodes. Uh, they come out a day there, earlier there than they do iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else. Also, a bunch of blogs there. A um, bunch of great ones. Uh, Jared's wrote some of the best ones on there, as well as me and him just been writing blogs, so check those out. As well as we have social media, like the Throwing Jabs uh, page on Facebook, as well as if you want to like that, you can come in, watch all, you can go back and watch the podcast as we record from the Facebook Live, and you can watch live as we record, when we record with Facebook Live as well. And then there's also the YouTube channel where segments of the podcast are being uploaded, as well as Twitter at Throwing Jabs. <laughs> That's a lot. We're, we're expanding pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> but that will be it for episode seven of the Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast. Have a fun weekend. Watch these fights and take care. Of-